Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. guest, as you said, is Marguerite O'Connor, and we are going to talk today about coping with tragedy. Marguerite O'Connor learned about death early with the loss of her father. She helps the bereaved by writing and delivering the eulogy and facilitating the funeral or memorial service. Marguerite has co-authored two books, Grief Struck, When a Death Changes Your Life, and Leading Change and Navigating Success, Bridging the Gap to Help People Cope with Change. Welcome to the show, Marguerite. I appreciate the invitation, and I'd like to acknowledge all of the good work that you do in communicating about these important topics. Oh, well, thank you, Marguerite. Well, I I like the name of your book, Grief Struck, because, wow, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Talk about being grief struck a little bit, will you? Well, as you said in the introduction, I was imprinted by loss at a very early age, and so I have, over time, really studied and written about uh, universal topics, both grief and change. Well, your book is a really excellent, the Grief Struck book. Well, you even, have even done more than that. Weren't you a mortician at one time? I am a licensed funeral director, and I have been for 26 years, and I choose now to focus more on the funeral celebrant work. So in my early uh, career I did do embalming, directing, arranging, lived above a funeral home. So I was able to be in direct contact with bereaved families, and I have learned a lot from uh, the bereaved families that I've served over those years. Well, one of the things that you talked about in your book, Grief Struck, that I liked, uh, that I thought was really good for families right now on the holidays, is being your own advocate. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, here we are coming up during the holidays. Do we just do what everybody wants us to do and bring that dish of casserole that everybody wants, even though it takes us five hours to make it and we really don't love it, but it was grandma's? Or how do we act? How, how can we be our own advocate this year? Great question, Gloria. And I recommend that people balance the socialization with some isolation. So, in other words, what I've learned from my mentors is that there are times for quiet and reflection But if you keep saying no to invitations at the holidays, people will oftentimes stop inviting you. So it does not have to be either extreme. You can accept an invitation, but maybe say, I'll drive my own car so that you have a little more empowerment or control over when you will leave. And also, advocate for yourself in that you say to people, I'm not really up to it this year, or can we do a potluck this year where people will bring dishes or help me with, you know, greeting guests or things of that nature. I love those two ideas, Marguerite. Balance socialization with isolation, because like you said, eventually people will stop asking you and reaching out to you if you keep saying no, and the idea of advocating for ourselves, for example, having a potluck. Really good ideas. Thank you. Yeah, I like that idea, too. Uh, I get calls also from people like, uh, for example, I received a call recently from a sister who was concerned about her sister who is grieving, and that is another important lesson that we should all be mindful 
to help look out for others and not just wait for them to tell us that they are stuck or having a tough time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Heidi, uh, talk about the the kids a little bit, the siblings at Christmas. Uh, maybe Marguerite has some ideas about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marguerite, because we're always talking on the show, and I'd love you to weigh in on this, on how the parents have an agenda where they're really sad and they need to kind of be in a grief place oftentimes, but the kids want to have a normal Hanukkah and a regular Christmas and they want things to kind of be in a, posit- a positive place and they want to have those those traditions. Absolutely. I have also done a lot of work with Compassionate Friends and Sudden Infant Death Services and we invite these organizations to exchange ideas with our funeral directors associations and what I have learned from those groups and, again, other bereaved um, parents and siblings is that we should look for a family member or friend, someone who is in our close circle, and help them to guide the young, younger children so that the parents can honor their own grief but not leave the kids feel abandoned or, again, you know, this is a way to navigate the best of both worlds. Make sense? Yeah, that's Absolutely. a great idea. I love that advocacy. Have a, have a favorite aunt take an eight-year-old under, under her hand, uh, hand or something like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a wonderful idea to, to give parents a break because parents want to do it all, and it's, you know, it's just exhausting, uh, is particularly exhausting. in those and early also years. We find that the more people who are able to participate, for example, in your example, the aunt will feel good that she is being of service to others, and so the more people you know can help in a little way, it's not as overwhelming for any one individual. How do people get your uh, books, and, and what's your website? My website is www.margariteoconnor.com. And they can get your books through Amazon, I assume, and Correct. off your website? and. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. And they're great, great books, really good. And Grief Struck's got a, a lot of wonderful things in it. I, Marguerite, I want to take a couple of emails before we move on because um, we get some great emails from people, and they're so heartfelt. And we got one from Dorothy, and she says, My 26-year-old daughter died of a stroke five months ago. Someday it feels like only five days. And she said she feels so confused that she says, I've been thinking lightly about Alzheimer's. doesn't sound so scary anymore. Maybe my brain will take me back in time and we can reunite during my lifetime. And you know what I thought about when I looked at this? We do feel so crazy and our brains are so confused, aren't they? Absolutely. Grief really does affect our cognitive or our thinking process. It sometimes throws us off uh, our sleep patterns. So the important thing is, to continue with good nutrition and to realize that this state of confusion is normal. And, uh, again, as you work on going through the grief process, perhaps by journaling or talking with others or listening to a program like this, those, um, those are support systems to help you get through the difficult times. And another thing, her daughter's birthday is on December 23rd. Those anniversaries are tough, aren't they, Heidi? Yeah, that's tough to have a birthday and the holidays all at the same time. That's a lot. That, those are, that's a lot of reminding. Um, reminders. I mean, your birthday is the day that you gave birth to your child in most cases. 
so, I mean, that's, you know, that's a huge day as far as remembering and memories and, you know, it brings up a lot of stuff for people. Yeah, and Dorothy is seeing a psychologist and going to the Compassionate Friends, and, and you're reaching out to us, Dorothy. I think you're doing everything you can, and after five months, you just got to really take care of yourself. And and thank you uh, so much for sending this email in, and, and our heart goes out to you during this this holiday. And then we've got another email from Angel, and Angel says, I lost my beloved grandmother. She was sick for a while but hadn't told anyone but my grandfather, uh, but my grandfather, how sick she was a few days ago. She's died suddenly. There was no time for anybody to really say goodbye. And she says that um, we buried her a couple of days ago. I just came back from a trip. My Christmas tree isn't up yet, and my Christmas and Christmas is next week. I can't seem to focus or work or do anything very much. I feel like I should be doing things: grocery shopping, cooking, decorating, wrapping presents. But it all seems pretty pointless right now. And then she says, do you, I just don't know how to put this loss aside and do what needs to be done. Do you have any ideas? Marguerite, have you got any ideas for Angel? Yes, there is a concept called Blue Christmas, and many churches are having services this Sunday so I would advise that um, check that out. And even if you do not celebrate Christmas, this service may still be of interest to you, particularly at the holiday time when we are bombarded with commercial messages and joy, joyous messages. So it's good to um, be with others who, even though everyone's experience is unique, they will relate to you, and you may find that being with them you know, just resonates and helps you. And the other issue there was when our loved ones don't tell us that they are ill, um, they're trying oftentimes to protect us, but unfortunately it gives us a little less time to prepare. Absolutely. Well, Heidi, you've lost a, a grandfather. What is your thought for Angel? You know, I always tap into the strength of those that, that I've loved and lost. And so when I'm thinking, how am I going to put this aside, I don't actually try to put it aside. What I try to do is I, I say a prayer kind of out loud in my, or in my head and say, you know, Scott, Grandpa, Grandma, Bob, who's my father-in-law, all these people I've loved and lost, please give me strength today. I'm going to incorporate you into my life and give me the strength to be able to go in and wrap that paper, that, that present, and pay those bills and do what I need to do to get through the day. Help me out here and give me strength. I, that's how I deal with it. Absolutely. And Angel, you know what? Uh, cut back on some of the things that you're doing, the grocery shopping, cooking. You don't have to make homemade cookies this year. Buy some. Uh, get your presents wrapped by friends or have them wrapped at the store or just put a ribbon around a box. You know, you don't need to do everything you did in the past. Uh, you might want to light a candle and remember uh, your loved one and take some, take some time for yourself. And thank you, Angel, for um, uh, sending us an email, and good luck to you uh, during these holidays. We've got uh, Bill calling uh, right now, and he, uh, Bill, are you there? Bill is here. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hi. Hi, Gloria. Hi, Heidi. How are you this morning? Hello. Did you have a question or comment for us? Uh, it's Bill Hoy. Oh, it's Bill. Oh, that's funny. Oh, Bill. Yes. Well, you can just listen in. This is our next guest. They said Bill online. Uh, I have instant messenger. That's the world of the Internet. So <laughs> we're going to just let I'm you enjoying listen listening in for a minute. In, however. And, uh, when we come to break, we will... Um, Take you on for good, okay, Bill? 
Right. Thank you. All right. So anyway, we're just talking about these these emails about Angel uh, tuning in with this email and uh, about. Well, so well, uh, it kind of fits into what what Marguerite said earlier. You know, Angel's feeling like, how can I do all this? And I love again the message that Marguerite gave, where we have to advocate for ourselves. And like you said, Mom, she need, maybe needs to cut back and say, let's all have a potluck. Everybody bring a dish. You don't, like you said, Mom, you don't have to do it all this year. Absolutely. Well, we've got um, another email from Jay Meza, and she says, my husband uh, also died of cardiac arrest in his sleep. She says, right now things are living hell. I tried to hide my grief from my son and get through the holidays. They never seem, they, they seem never ending. After New Year's, it's our wedding anniversary in January. It would have been the 6th, 17th when my son's birthday is in February. I'm just tired of trying to keep things together. So he died in September. So, um, wow, the first year, it's, it's tough. Have you got any uh, suggestions for her, Marguerite? Yes, I, I think that while she's well-intended, it's putting additional pressure on to try to hide your grief. I would encourage just um, being authentic, um, telling people, you know, I do want to fast forward through the holidays, and I do wish it was January. Sometimes just by naming it and claiming it, that will help you through and, um, you know, get get you through it. That's great. I, I love like the that. idea. Gonna, I, wanna, I wanted to add Go to ahead. that, Mom. Mm-hmm. And... I like that, um, Marguerite, about naming it and claiming it. And it's okay to mourn in front of our children and to show them that it's okay to be sad and to remind them, Mommy and Daddy are sad right now. We're gonna, it's not going to be forever. We're just missing your brother or your sister or whoever you're missing so that they know it's not about them and that they can see that it's all right to have tears around loss. Right. You know, I think it's a role model thing, too. I mean, I think as a parent, you're really a role model for your kids. So if you don't grieve in front of them, they can't see uh, that that it's okay to do that and that uh, just because we break down doesn't mean we're going to fall apart and, you know, not be able to uh, move on. What's your thought about that, Marguerite? Totally agree. And as I say, you know, we try to protect the kids, but every day is not going to be a Disney kind of a day. So it is important to teach them coping skills, um, you know, teach them skills with coping with change as well as loss. Well, could you talk about the fact, in your book you talk about change as a growth opportunity. Could you uh, talk about that? Absolutely. It's very difficult when we're going through it, and yet when we are able to journal or look back, we can see that we are in a different place. And even though we may not like the pain of grief, most people would acknowledge that they have gained a sensitivity or have reframed their priorities. So there is something we can learn a lesson from even our painful experiences. And you say we've got hidden potential, right? Absolutely. There is a lot of potential, and many people now are grieving the loss of a job, and and this is another whole aspect of grief. Um, So, again, it's a matter of knowing your um, potential, using your gifts, and surrounding yourself with people who nourish you and nurture you uh, and limiting your time with people who bring you down. And then that positive thinking that you talk about. Always a good tool to have in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. And and I love give the one tip I wanted to make sure that people got from your book that I I really like is taking the playing cards out and writing on them. 
Right. The concept there is just, you know, get an old deck of cards, write down some things that would make you happy, whether it's going to a movie, buying an ice cream. Um, the message there is be kind to yourself. And if you're having a difficult day, struggling, pull out a card and reward yourself. Or if you have made it through successfully any difficult day, um, one um, person shared with me that she was dreading Mother's Day because she had a close relationship with her mother. So she actually celebrated Mother's Day the day before the official holiday and thus took some of the pressure off of herself. Uh, that's a, That's a great idea. Well, do you have any closing uh, comments for our audience out there to help them get through this holiday? My main message is to be kind to yourself. Uh, the type of advice you would give to someone else is what you should practice. And once again, in my experience, um, you know, just being of service to others also helps take your mind off of it, off of your problems. So even if you don't feel like you have the strength, um, it's amazing how by being of service to others. It can reward you. Well, Marguerite, thank you so much for being on the show today. And Heidi, did you have any parting comments for Marguerite? I just think that her tips are great, and I want to encourage people to find the blue Christmas in their area. I think that is a wonderful idea. So get in touch with their church in your area, and make sure you get Marguerite's book, Grief Struck, When a Death Changes Your Life, and also her Leading Change and Navigating Success, Bridging the Gap, which are both great books. Well, Marguerite, uh, have a uh, successful, I guess we could call it, holiday, or Heidi, what would you say, a comfort, comforting? Say, yeah, comforting is wonderful, peace-filled, hope-filled, comforting. And, and thank you for being on the show, the Marguerite. Thank you for inviting uh, me. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.